You know, like, current music doesn't have enough scratching. No, no, no. That's why I think I scratch on the podcast, because, like, make up for it. Like, what if somebody hears scratching one day, and they're like, oh, man, that's like the inconsistent podcast when it starts. That's crazy. <laughs> they, they used to be in music. Shout out to the Georgia Bulldogs winning the national championship. I was in the building. We got a special episode of the Inconsistent Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Brandon Collins. Hey, guys. Boom fire. I had no clue what to play as as intro music for you. If you had to choose your own intro music, what would you want to hear? It'd probably be Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Return of the Mac? Return of the Mac. It's my favorite song of all time. That's your favorite song of all time? That's a good one. I, That's I love that song so much. You remember like back in the day, like when you had to like record songs on a tape off the radio? Mm-hmm. I've been like purposely always listening out for this song and like get it. And I finally got the whole song at one point. It's the worst when you hit record and then they're like You miss the first thirty seconds. Hot one oh seven hundred nine on the radio. Yeah, I know you're trying to record this, but uh <laughs> we got some stuff to talk about today, man. This is one of those hot records. Yep. Hitting the streets, that would suck. I, I my song like that is uh, "No More Playing GA" by Pastor Troy. Oh shit! Yeah, okay. I would run and try to record it on the on the radio with my talk boy. <laughs> People don't remember that. Like my sister in law, she's twenty, and she's like, "What do you mean tapes and like recording off the radio?" I'm like, "Damn." She might be like, "What do you mean CDs?" Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. like, 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 think if you're 20 now, you really only had 10 years with CDs, <laughs> and also barely you were trying to learn everything else. You were just trying yeah. to exist as yeah. a human, and also <laughs> CDs were being phased out. Were you big on technology, like, uh, growing up? Because like, I was one of the first people that like knew about mini disc players and like MP3s and stuff like that. I was as big as my parents would allow me to be. Okay. We, as a family, we never had a CD burner. Oh, okay. Ever. Like, never had, like, like, still. You, put, our, you like, left some money on the table, bro. Computers <laughs> never had, I was the money. Mm, okay. I was a kid saving up $5 in okay. order to, like, buy CDs from my friends. Like, some of, uh, some of okay. my good friends now and, and, and people, I met them from like buying music from them. Like I was a kid on the train got buying it. the mixtape from the guy that came on the train and be like, "Oh yeah, I got the dedication. I got the Gangster Grills cuz I couldn't I couldn't our computer wasn't strong enough to download, download yeah, anything yeah. and also we didn't have a CD rewriter. Got it. So I had that and so I was able to make money, but the problem was I kind of like, you know, I've since gotten older and I learned about you know, time and how much money that like you're losing when you spend a lot of time doing something that shouldn't take that long. Because I had a dial up, but I, I had like a system where I could download songs. So people mm-hmm. would give me playlists to make the CD. So I had to like download songs to customize it. Gotcha. But that would take me fucking forever. So by the time I'm like, yeah, I spent like 10 hours on a CD, I got like five bucks or something like that. This girl at our school, she would do that 
and she would like load the CD up, like like twenty tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. And my twenty tracks would be all over the place. That's how it I'd should be. I'd be like, yo, I need some Public Enemy, I need some Fat Boys, I need some DMX, I need some Justin Timberlake. Okay, I was I need wondering, some I was Snoop like, Dogg. <laughs> I need like, like it was like Sometimes everything I song. ever wanted. Like yeah. I, I want all of this stuff. But I only got like an uh, the budget that for was the one worst. CD. I want the Strokes. Yo. I want like <laughs> yo. There was, there was a real my first MP3 player was the real, and you could have ten songs, bro. So okay, like, <laughs> so like, I just remember being like, which ones do I put on? Like it used to be like that with iTunes at the mm-hmm. beginning when you had the iPods that had the limited storage, and you're like, yeah, all right, which playlist do I put on or albums? You know what I mean? My the amount of music I had possession of. Never reached the limit of my iPod. Oh, okay. Like, as I, like, acquired music. Well, also, I'd drop an iPod or, like, something would happen. Oh, I, I would go. Somebody else would put music on. They'd unplug it too fast. Yep, that could that could jack up your shit, too. Yep. Kid, that, kids tech, don't even know about tech that. Tech was rough, man. You can unplug <laughs> stuff at any time yep. now, and, and it's not, everything. like... A issue. Yep. Back then, you could you could do everything perfectly, but if you didn't eject it, guess what? You have no music now, bro. Like the, no music on the way home. Technology is advanced. So remember the Xbox 360. People just accepted. I, like at one point, this is gonna blow up. Like this ain't gonna work with the Ring of Fire. I like, don't. I don't remember. You don't remember that? that? Yeah. No. I got it like two years into it, and I was furious because I was just getting into GTA 4. And it just like I had to send it back. I got back one back uh, three months later. Yo, pull one out for all the people that died from the uh, <laughs> Xbox 360 fires. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't fire, know it was it was blowing up like that. Yeah, it's like the Samsung. It's before Samsung, the phones and everything. I had a. I feel like I had a computer like like smoke on me before. Oh damn! You know, like yeah, that'd be scary. Yeah, was it like, no, it was, was a PC. Scary. It was it was a it was a PC. It was okay. a uh, it was an Acer okay. laptop what? that I got from Circuit City when they were closed. Circuit City, like yeah. they were they were on the way out, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, let me buy a laptop from here." That's not smart. Mm-hmm. No Geek yep. Squad, <laughs> you know. Circuit City had terrible business practices. My freshman year in college, my roommate and I we went to Circuit City to get a TV. Okay, and they we picked the one in the store, but then the one they shipped us was like. Twice the size, so we okay. had this, the biggest TV on campus. So our room was always popping. Oh, that's dope! And we didn't have to pay a difference or nothing. So that was, I was like, oh, but this is bad business practice. Where'd you go to school? Uh, St. John's University. St. John's In University. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the like old school basketball yep. school. Like like growing up, I would always hear people like, man, St. John's, you man. Back in the day, they used to have a basketball. They did. Coming to America. They, they you know, yeah. mentioned and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, like, it wasn't that big of a deal when I went to school. Um, but, yeah, like, that was, like, the most popular sport on campus. I didn't realize they went to a St. John's game and coming to America. Yeah. But I also thought it didn't matter because Prince Hakeem doesn't know <laughs> anything. You know, like, yeah. like they could have took him anywhere. But... Oh man, that makes so much sense. It was the St. John's game in '88. Yep, that's at MSG. crazy. They still do that a lot. Really? They they usually play a lot of games at MSG, but they often lose those games. So, man, that's sad, man. Who who Chris Mullen played at at St. John's? Is that right? 
I think Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Yeah, yeah. Ron Artest. Okay. That's the one I know about. Queensbridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's the extent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I barely well, went to was any Was anybody sports. notable there when you were there? J. Cole. J. Cole? J. Cole was uh, the president of Pariah my freshman year, and I used to like go to a lot of those meetings, and I would make fun of him. What's he, that? So Horizon was like the Pan African Student Association okay. on campus because uh, you know we had like a lot of black organizations at St. John's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was the president, um, and he was also really good friends with my RA, uh, not my RA, my orientation leader, and so like he introduced me, and no one knew, like I didn't know like he was going to be J Cole, I didn't even know he rapped and stuff. Yeah, he was just, a student he was just leader. President Jermaine. He was yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, I would tease him because he he looked kind of weird, and I'm from Ann Arbor, I didn't really see any black guys that looked like him. Growing up, and so I'm like, oh, you look like a bullet Chris Brown. He'd be like, ah, but I'm like, oh, he won that that war. Obviously. Yeah, that's a... yeah, I, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it is crazy though. Like, yeah, that's uh, probably the most famous person I went to school with. Yeah, no, I I just meant basketball wise, oh, and then I bad. was like, wait, did J Cole play on the basketball team? Because <laughs> I I feel like he, that's what he wants us to think. He was a great student though, apparently. Yeah, academically, he was like. Come laude and shit. Okay. All right. Shout out to J. Cole, yeah. man. Lost his virginity, told us all about it. Mm-hmm. They play that song way too much here in LA. <laughs> really? I don't know what's up with LA radio, but that song where J. Cole loses his virginity, yeah. they play it like at least three times a day. And it's not even new. No, I mean that beat is fire, but like that's a weird song to like drive to in the morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like like no matter what you're doing, it's like J Cole. I never been here before. I never did this before. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I never did this before. No, it like yeah, all the time, it all is, the time. Yeah, it's like oh, she didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing on my dick. <laughs> I was like Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but that's what that's probably my favorite album of his. What? Uh, the um, the album that like role models and and that song are on. Why am I blanking on it right now? I'm I'm not not as good with. J. Are Cole. you not J Cole? This is embarrassing. Uh, is it Forest Hills Drive? Yes, yes. Okay, it is. yeah. Which yeah. is by which is by our old campus in Queens. I um because I went to school in Queens, but they had a Manhattan campus, and that's where I I lived most of the time. And I would just take the shuttle bus to Queens. Forest Hills Drive is not in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I mean, there's a Forest Hills Drive in Queens near the St. John's campus. I'm pretty confident that's where he was staying. Oh, wow. Like when, he was, when he was a student there. I thought yeah. that, so that house he's sitting on is in Queens? I don't know, man. I like, <laughs> I know he is from North Carolina, though, but. Yeah. Yeah, but there is, like, literally is a Forest Hills Drive, like. I would say seven minutes away from St. John's. So I just always assumed it was associated with Queens. Dang, that's crazy. Class. So wait, who is this girl? She was in his math class. Well, I mean, I think this is like high school, ain't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Cool is way cooler than me. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. Wild, wild if he did that at St. John's. He'd be like, yo, I was in theology. <laughs> like, like, My like, math class? You mean statistics yeah. 2000? Or uh, at St. John's, they made us do this class called Discover New York, which okay. was like the the biggest waste of $3,000 for tuition. Because it's just like, yeah, do tours around the city and then write essays about them. Okay. That's it. 
They'd be like, go see a musical. All right, cool. How was it? A. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was... Yeah, this oh. is Discover New York class. <laughs> you got to learn about all the New York stuff. What what kind of Tims are you supposed to have? How many souls me. are your Tims supposed to have? <laughs> I mean, I was taught by an old Jewish lady, so I wasn't gonna learn none of that. No, no, they I, probably she probably knew what was up at St. John's. No, she she looked like a, one of the bankers from the the Harry Potter stories. All right, we uh, we're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't can't do that. Uh, hey, sorry, dude. No uh, worries. No yeah, worries. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just she looked creepy. That's what I was trying to say. It's like, okay, yeah, she she had these little hands and stuff. It was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was uncomfortable. Might might have to blur this whole oh, thing out. Oh, good man. But uh, yeah, Discover New York was um, it was weird because we literally like they, she would just say, okay, for this week, I want y'all to go to a church, or the following week, like I want y'all to write an essay about art at a museum that like really spoke to you. But it'd be like we were paying for the class, and then we got paid to go to these places. And yeah, it's just like. What? That was the worst. Just wasting money. Like, like you take a drama class, and then they'd be like, "You got to see three plays," mm-hmm. and then you got to pay to see three plays. Yep. And I'm like, "Man, I don't want to pay to see my peers <laughs> yeah. do a play at the school, right? Yeah, yeah at like, the school. Yo, like I already paid to go to the school. <laughs> it's yeah, it's every everything. Like our uh, homie Nori Davis says, like college is just a pot. Like it's a, it's a scheme. It's yeah, it's just uh, everyone's just hemorrhaging money. Like you just wasting money, and then you buying a professor's book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then sometimes they don't even know what edition you got. They're like, "Oh yeah, like that's the old one." So you got to buy the new one that I just published last month. It's crazy how an edition could change everything. Oh yeah, it's like like this is some of the same information, but y'all gonna switch all the page numbers. <laughs> y'all not just gonna add a little bit. Y'all gonna really just go back, switch the colors and everything. It's like, come on, man. I tried that. I tried that buy the old edition trick. Mm. Somebody's like, man, say that money, dog. It depends on what buy, class. Buy the old edition. It really does. It really does. Like, because there was like a psychology classes I would take, and I had to always get the new edition. Because mm-hmm. if you got the outdated one, there, you're going to buy some class, some quizzes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there's different methods and stuff like that, or different like uh, ways to analyze behavior. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're out of date, you're going to fail that class. Let's get to it, Brandon. Where you from originally? Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Suburb of Michigan, yeah. What was that like? It was terrible. It was terrible. I mean, I appreciate it now, um, but there was very few black people at my schools. Um, a lot of white liberal people. It was kind of like get out, like the white liberal mentality. Like, I don't pretend like I'm all about it and all for like equal rights and stuff. But if anything compromises me or my family, then like all bets are off kind of thing. I don't know if you've seen all of Get Out. <laughs> There's a lot of other stuff yeah, going yeah, on. That's true. That's true. So are there cyborg black people there with older white people inside of them? Spoiler alert. I mean, there are a lot of black Republicans in, in Michigan, so that's definitely possible. Okay. But there are. it can't be too crazy, though, because y'all, y'all got Big Gretch. But who? The uh the the governor, who's the oh uh you talking about uh Whit- Whitmer or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who they try to get? They try to capture. Yeah, that's and stuff. true. That's true. They did that's, try to. There's capture some wild her. stuff happening in Michigan these days. My, yeah, my sister keeps me posted on it. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, yeah, they try to kill the 
the governor, they, uh, you know, and uh, obviously the, the, the corruption in Detroit and stuff mm-hmm. like Michigan's had a rough go the past 36 years since I've been alive, essentially. Dang. <laughs> so not... you're, you're blaming yourself. I'm just saying that you came in the game and ruined Michigan. Every time I went to a Detroit Tigers game, they lost. Every time uh, I watched the Lions game, they lost. Uh, you know, uh, my my family knew uh, Kilpatrick and stuff like that. I was like, oh, yeah, this ain't going to. Okay. Just, a lot of stuff didn't pan out well. And then you go to St. John's. And then the the Pistons go to the finals. That's what's going on. They did very well. Actually, yeah, when I Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did really well. I remember like being like, "Damn, dude, they win the games." Because in high school, like you bet, like you sometimes like you know you feel cool and you bet on like games and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I always lost. And then like I got the St. John's. And, like, oh yeah, like the Pistons are doing good, Brandon. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> oh man! And so you stayed in New York. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been in New York. I was in New York for 17 years. I moved in 04 for college, and then I just stayed. Um, you know, I lived in, like, Manhattan for a little bit, and then I pretty much set roots in Astoria. Okay. Um, but then the wife and I bought a house in Woodhaven. So we stayed in Queens, but, you know, Astoria got all that gentrification, so, like, you know, can't afford uh, any houses over there. Yo, you make you make it sound bad, dog. Gentrification, well, you know Astoria, what? Yeah, there was some nice food places. I'm not going to hey, lie. Yo, people... I get it. It is. It it does terrible things yeah. to neighborhoods. But you know, every now and then, you'd be like, "Hey, I could walk down the street." Yes, you can and frolic. I mean, I used to rollerblade down the street. I feel like I was gentrifying Astoria because, like, uh, my, yeah, you from old Michigan? Street, yeah, all my old street was a lot of old Greek families, and mm-hmm. I'd be rollerblading around with like a you know a fanny pack and my my headphones. And it'd just be staring at me like, what's happening? You ain't have to do all that. Well, I mean, you ain't have to rollerblade and have the fanny pack. I like to, you know, I don't like things in my pockets. If I move, I got to be, you know, agile. I got you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have, you know, a bulging pocket, you know, with my wallet and stuff. I don't mind a bulging pocket. Really? It's not good for your body, man. You might get sciatica. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. That's where that comes from. The re- yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that can cause it. But, yeah, I did, uh, okay. did some research. That's why I got thin wallet, you know? But, see, I know, like, if it's big, I know it's there. And if it's missing, I know it's missing. That's fair. I have been forgetting my wallet a lot. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. no. it's too thin, you forget about but it. But you don't feel uneven? No, I don't feel uneven. You know, like, when the woman used to sleep with the pee under the bed, I always felt like you probably could feel that a little bit. Throw the you pee? Off. Didn't she used to put a P? Wasn't that the story, the children's story? She put a P under the bed? We didn't get that one. I know the woman in the shoe. I know... Uh, Gingerbread Man. Miss Mary Mack. Miss Mary Mack? Who's that? Dressed in black silver buttons down her back. She it's went a, to see the, the cow go over the moon. Got it. Yeah. Prince, yeah. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. I know, I know that. I know... Um, Three Little Pigs. Three Little Pigs. Mm-hmm. You Do you know, know the true story of the Three Little Pigs? The Wolf's Perspective? Nah, what's that? He was just saying he wants a cup of sugar for his grandma, you know, and, like, he just happened to sneeze a lot. He had a cold, and the houses went down. That's the true story. Then they put him in jail. It's crazy. But he was talking trash, though. Well, they the pigs were mean. He first. was like, I'll puff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house down. But... According uh, to the Rob, wolf, the mic at the bottom, the, the cable right there, yeah. the oh. silver one, you just want to push yeah, that all the way up. Yeah. Oh, shoot. My bad. There you go. You're good. No, you're good. 
He was like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Like, that's that's a threat. It is a threat, but according to the wolf's... That's you assault. Know, according to the wolf, you know, he was just saying, hey, uh, I need some sugar. And then the wolf, the pigs would be like, hey, go screw yourself. Or like, you know, your grandma ugly. And then that's why he was like, yo, like, what's the problem? And then they said that he said, I'll huff and I'll puff. And he's like, no, I'm just huffing and puffing because I'm sick. I feel like those stories was to warn kids, hey, don't play with wolves. They not dogs. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like Little Red Riding Hood, the three little pigs, all that wolves and sheep's clothing, all that stuff is like, hey, you might see a wolf out here. Don't think you could pet it. Yeah, it's Bring it home. That ain't a dog. That's that's true. That's true. That's something they used to tell us in Boy Scouts. What? A wolf ain't a dog? Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's what that's how they said it. I don't know. I was only a Cub Scout. I never oh, made never, it to being a boy. Yeah, you never had you never had the little <laughs> patches on the side? Uh, we had patches and stuff, but we had like navy uniforms and Boy Scouts got the khaki. Yep, yep. Yeah, we a little too messy. We we little kids, you know. Yeah, you, you I mean I stuck with it through junior year in high school. I stuck with it a little bit too long. Were you an Eagle Scout? I almost was. I dropped out because um I started doing comedy and like theater and stuff at the other high school. So wait, when did you start doing comedy? When I was sixteen. Dang. So, yeah, like Ann Arbor was dope, like in one way because it was like really high income like area. So the schools had crazy budgets for like creative arts. So like our theater uh, at Pioneer, they were the first like one of the first high schools in the country to get the rights to lay Miz. And so they like did like a live production of it, and then they had the money to hire a local comedian who ran a sketch comedy group. When like that's how I learned stand up, that's how I learned sketch, that's how I like kind of got into improv exercises and all that stuff. So wait, 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 you? How when did Lay Miz come out? A long time ago. Why are they just now getting the rights? Because it, the, it was expensive. Who the hell the owns Lay Miz? The rights are crazy expensive. For real? Yeah, like. Yeah, man, it's like it, it could be a lot. Like they, they did an ad- adaptation of Dracula, and they paid like eighty G's to fly a dude out from New York to direct it. That's a high That's school play, crazy. bro. Yeah, it was like they had. I gotta figure out how to get some bread out of this school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, I mean, like Ann Arbor, be like, like hey, I'll teach yo, comedy. I'm yo, I gotta, I'm gonna direct house party to play. At y'all school, okay. I need the two best dancers at the school, and no, f- the four best dancers at the school. Somebody that could DJ. Yeah. I don't know how it is now, but back in uh, two thousand three, you could have done that. <laughs> they would have been like, "All right, cool, yeah." Man, that's that's nuts. Eighty thousand to direct a high school they play. This, they brought this of brother, Dracula. They brought this brother out to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he had people like. He had these kids, like the kid that played Dracula, he was doing like 10-hour prep sessions and rehearsals with this kid. So he was so he was just full-time Dracula. Oh, yeah, he was nuts. Yeah, like he made this kid crazy. <laughs> I remember, like the kid had to shave his head to play Dracula, and he would just be, like he had, I remember he had this hot girlfriend. She dumped him because he was going cuckoo bananas in school. Y'all check her neck. Oh, that's... I mean, she was already really pale, so I don't know if that would have mm. raised any flags, you know what I mean? Ten hour a day. How y'all even let that happen, man? Because we would all, like, because I was a, I was a dot. Do you know Dracula, the story, or stuff like that? I just know the parts that DMX told me about. <laughs> okay. 
Well, there's a doctor that like treats um the first uh, woman that gets like attacked by Dracula in the story. Okay. And he's like in love with her, and he's in love with um the character who's like the girlfriend of the main dude in the story. And uh, so I had like a monologue, and I'm in a few scenes, okay. but I didn't have that much. So if I'm not working on the monologue with the director, I wasn't really around. But because this dude was Dracula, and the other guy um, was like John Seward or whatever. They had like these long John rehearsals. Cena's in Dracula. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't enunciate. You him, can't man, you know? see him. <laughs> but it's like uh, it was crazy, man. Because they would both be like, "Yeah, we got here. Like we got to the theater at four, and we went home at like two. And you're like, "What? Like what? <laughs> that's that's." And nuts. they had to go to school the next day. It wasn't like it was like a Friday night or something. I don't know how the parents let that happen. Four. So after school. To two in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's when he doing it. That's when he's rehearsing with those. <laughs> I know it sounds that's really crazy. Bad, I mean, other dude, he getting his eighty is eighty grand. So I yeah. I get why you would be like, yeah, dog, it's four to two. What's up? But that's but, like Broadway hours, right? I feel like that's like I can see a Broadway actor like having a rehearse like that. Yeah, but like a high school kid, that's great. Like. I don't know. You gotta you gotta get in the movies. You gotta get in the Broadway yeah. after that. What you doing if you dedicate your life to play Dracula and then you just go and live a regular life? Well, who is this kid? Daniel you know Day? <laughs> he tried to be, but you know what's wild? Neither one of them act anymore. That's sad, man. Yeah, That's man. a sad <laughs> story, <laughs> dog. I would hate to be out, man, at the Cheesecake Factory and see somebody be like, man, you was Dracula at my high school. That happened to me with the, the dude who played the older Pete on Pete and Pete. Like, yeah. like back in like a mid two thousands, I went to a like a diner with my mom, mm-hmm. and then she accidentally like opened up the bathroom, and it was like it was him, but with like a big beard. And then he ended up being in a movie like a like a year later, and he had that same beard. So it's definitely that guy. I don't know his name, but I was like, that's Pete from Pete and Pete. Dang, I know Danny Tamborelli. Okay, I know the young Pete's name. Yeah, yeah. But what's the old Pete's name? I can't remember. Jeez, man. We don't look nothing up on this podcast. <laughs> That's the only rule. So, unfortunately, we can't look it up. But, um, hey, shout out to both the Pete's out there. Shout out to Michelle Trackenberg. Yes, yes. The time you put in on there, Adam West had a, had a, had a co-starring role, R.I.P. Um, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody involved with Pete and Pete. Adam so, West had a, one of my favorite Simpsons cameos ever. Yeah. When he played himself, and he like goes like, he like kind of drifts off and starts talking about Batman in the sixties and shit. Yeah, and Bart and Lisa just slowly back away from him. It's like at this like a uh, comic book convention. I right. love I love Adam West Batman. It's on Tubi and I feel like that's disrespectful. <laughs> it should be on HBO Max first page when you type in Batman. You should see my dog. You know what I'm saying? But at least at least it's somewhere. So you know. You love that running with the bomb scene over his head? Come on, man. Classic. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. You know, oh, some yeah? days you just can't throw away a bomb. That's yeah. true. That's true. Man, then it was ducks, and he didn't want to kill the ducks. It's, man, these new Batmans be ducks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brandon, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you have? Oh, damn. I want to have the ability to walk through things. Because okay. I feel like that gives me access to Kitty everything. pride? Yeah, yeah. Because okay. I'm just saying, like, immediately when you asked that, I was like, I'm going to walk into a vault, a, like a vault, and get some jewels or money or something. 
So you a you a villain immediately. Oh, you yeah, get yeah. powers and then you just <laughs> as soon as you ask that the question, thievery begins. Yeah, it's not, I'm not going in to like save somebody. That's I mean, messed I can. up. I, I'm like, why can't I be like Hancock? I'd be like, I hope you out occasionally, but I'm looking out for number one. You know, I got a family to feed. I guess you could feed <laughs> your family, saving the world. Can you? Because that's that's what I loved about Falcon with the soldier. He was like, you know, I'm Falcon, but I don't make no money. Like, we about to pour clothes on the house. Like, it doesn't pay to be a hero. There's got to be funds and grants and stuff for the heroes. Do you know how long it take to process that? You can, can you imagine Iron Man, like, filling out a, a FAFSA or, like, some financial aid? They should have some superheroes who don't have, it, like, they don't have shape-ups. They don't have no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they doing, like they doing bad for a second. And other superheroes like Tony Stark, you know, like always everything crispy, mm-hmm. always got the suit, always got the new car. But then he got to deal with the fact that like Captain America, Thor, they just out here thugging it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe not Thor because he a god. He yeah. got different, you know. Lightning you got different shape threads and stuff, and whatnot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's interesting. Walk through. What if you get stuck? Or what I if mean, it's like Nightcrawler, where you can't go if you if you haven't if you don't oh, know if what I it haven't looks like, like been there or yeah. something like that. Um, I would just I have a big imagination, so I imagine I would just be able to teleport somewhere. Yeah, you know, like, and if and if it's not where I want to be, then it's an adventure. You know, I keep an open mind. How does it work? If you get shot, you just you gotta just know it's coming. You gotta turn it on. If I get shot, yeah. If you can walk through things, can you just like activate it? Like you just can't oh, get I, shot in the back. Yeah, I would love. That. Yeah, yeah, I need that. Cause then, cause, cause if then, I'm a villain, I need to worry about. Yeah, yeah. Shot, but if you, you get shot I mean? in the front, you just like, all right, cool. I just need to know it's coming. Yeah, I just go through it and turn it, turn it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. How, okay, if you could live anywhere, if you could live in the in the Death Star, or if you could live in that um, you know where the uh, the Justice League? Who were the 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 bad guys? What was they? Oh, um, uh, yeah, because Bane. the Injustice League. Not the Injustice no, League. No, it's with like it's Bane the, the Legion and like... of Doom. Yes, mm, yes. No, Let ran by Lex Luthor, right? It's not Legion of Doom. It's is it Legion? Because isn't there that TV show on HBO Max? It's Legion of Doom. I'm talking about the Super Friends. Yeah, I'm talking about the '60s. I'm talking about when they had the little thing and it was like a skull and it would come out the mud, and it was like that's what Lex Luthor would have his little purple with the collar pop. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Your man that be messing with Aquaman with the eyes and Cheetah and the Joker, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't invite all the Batman villains, but the Joker would be invited for sure. Mm. You know, um, you know, yeah. Solomon Grande, Bizarro, Superman, all them would be in there. Where would you rather live? You rather live there or you rather live in the Death Star? I honestly would be like if I w- I'd rather live in a Death Star because at least like those missions succeed. Most of the time, Legion of Doom they they fail. So if I'm going full villain, I know we're blowing up some planets on the Death Star. The Justice League never tried to destroy the Legion of Doom, though. 
they always just was playing defense. Well, yeah, the Rebels really tried to like come through and blow up the Death Star. Yeah, but how often did they succeed? You need a Skywalker. The times when there's the not Skywalker, the rebuilding on the Death Star is incredible. Yeah, like they they really good. Like mm-hmm. they they better than than some of these places out here. Got construction all the time. Like like yeah, they yeah. they constantly getting it almost built. Yeah, them but, rooms in the Star Destroyer, Princess Leia looked clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They probably got good meals. She had on all white. Yep. You know, it didn't seem dirty at all. Nope. You know, you got your ill sliding doors and whatnot. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they got any TVs. I don't think they got any plugs. Come on, bro. It's the Death Star. I don't know. They got the top of the line technology available in that. You think so? Yeah. They had like. Because it's new. Ain't nothing like a new building. <laughs> I, I love a new bit bu- like a new building you walk in a place that you didn't expect it to be new like a nice hotel is nice yeah. when it's nice but when it's nice and it's new oh i could cast to the tv oh like you don't think that the death star would have that kind the of the shower like, the shower pressure yeah, crazy you don't think that death star has those features the legion of doom definitely doesn't have that you don't half, think so? Half those people don't shower. I guarantee you, the Joker, Bane, you know Bane smells the high heaven. They ain't shower, and that's too many egos, too. Like, Death Star, I'm probably the man. But I feel like Legion of Doom, you can wear whatever you want, and you're not going to look too crazy because the Riddler right that's there, true. Cheetah right there. You know what I'm saying? You show up in whatever <laughs> drip you want to, nobody's going to be like, yo, what? Yo, Solomon Grande, what he got on? You know what I'm saying? If I get surf and turf for dinner every night on the Death Star, and I just have to wear like the same suit all the time, I'm good with that than being next. Like, I don't need to dress up like I'm going swimming at the Legion of Doom. You know what I mean? I like, got you. I can, yeah. I'm, I'm I feel good like you would be down to wear one of them big, Helmet things that they make uh, you wear on the like like the Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I sweat too much, man. I, and I hate sweating. I would lose my mind. Oh, I would man. have to be a half cyborg, like where I don't feel nothing uncomfortable. Yeah, or like I don't have anxiety to be able to do that. Because I was, oh, yeah, man. those those are dedicated soldiers. How many how many podcasts you know you could you can go in that deep about Star Wars? And talk about J. Cole, man. Only on the Inconsistent Podcast. Would you rather have fur or scales? Ooh. That's a good question. I'm going to go with scales just because I like the texture. Okay. Like, like for some reason, I'm terrified of snakes. Mm-hmm. But when I rub snake scales, like that's just like a very soothing feeling for me. Okay, fur. I just said I, I don't like the sweat, so I'm just thinking about fur, and I'm like, I'd just be. I know I probably my body would adjust to mm-hmm. warm temperatures and having fur, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. So you also would, I don't want to leave want... hair everywhere and shit, you know. But scales you leave your whole skin. You just leave your whole imprint. Yeah, but that's like a way. Like I, I feel like I could choose when I leave my skin. You know, it's like I was there. Whereas with the fur, it could be anywhere. Like it, it could be places I don't intend it to be. Yeah, you know, if I'm if I'm shedding my skin, I might wait to an opportune time and like send it as a message. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I can choose. Whereas the fur, it just you know sporadic. One time when I was a kid, these iguanas dug their way up into our yard. Okay, and like this guy in our neighborhood had some iguanas and they escaped. 
and they dug it into our yard and then they shed their skin like on our porch or whatever. Uh, and it was wild. That had to be wild. Yeah, we had well, to call animal that. control because they were like huge. And then, like, like when the enemy control, yeah. like, like got them, like they was like whipping their tails on the truck <laughs> and like putting dents in the truck. It was crazy. Th- Dang. Yeah, I mean, things that do shed skin are usually terrifying. Yeah, like I, I've seen like you know uh, photos of the anaconda skins and stuff like that, and like like big const- boa constrictors. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Su- it drives me crazy when people have big pet snakes. Yeah. I'm like, what do you expect the end game to be there? I don't think they think about that. I think it's the thrill of just being like, yo, I own a snake. I remember when they put that snake on Britney Spears. I'll never forget Mm -hmm. that. And I remember thinking, like, like, whose idea was this? Yeah, because she got to carry this thing while she's trying to, like, sway her hips yeah, and everything. Like, like, she must have good upper body strength. Pharrell did not make this beat so that y'all <laughs> could put a snake in her arm. Wasn't you know there a snake in the video, too, though? It might have been. Yeah. But that's not what we was looking at. No, of course We not. wasn't, like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I know what you were looking at. That was I a good was album looking at the music dance videos. moves. Mm-hmm. That was that's a, what I was looking at. That was the same album uh, with the Yin Yang Twins song, right? Maybe she had a song called "I Got That Boom Boom" with the Yin Yang Twins. I got that boom boom. Yeah, it was. It's one of the wildest. Wait. I don't even know if it's pop. It's just like it's just crazy. Because the Yin Yang Twins are like, yeah, get Britney. <laughs> and then she's just, like, I got that boom boom. There we go. Wait, calling Britney Spears shouty is already <laughs> wild. Second one. Yeah, you've never heard this? No, I don't think Dude. I've ever heard oh, this. You play. It's it's wild. <laughs> okay, Pharrell did this beat for sure. <laughs> Britney. Okay, I think this is a Yee <laughs> Twins song that they didn't choose for themselves and just like they just took their like they audio. just was like you could have this Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> They're not talking to Britney Spears like that. No way. This is kind of disrespectful. It's it's a wild it's kind of disrespectful. She thinks she bad. Uh, she's the biggest pop star in the country. She just made out with Madonna. I think. I think she she knows she's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a parody. You got a little guitar in there. Wait, no, this guitar. Like, you know, like bringing back that banjo. That was when Bubba wait, Sparks brought that what? back. Yeah, man. <laughs> she laughing and giggling. Let's work. Phoned it in. Boom, boom. Why yeah. you look so sexy? Uh-huh. 
That's some fire lyrics right there, bro. Who wrote this? <laughs> D-Rock or Kane? It'd be crazy if Nas wrote this. <laughs> I can't believe you never heard the song. What was this like? What were they thinking? Were they thinking this was going to get placement in a movie? Were they thinking that this was going to be a single? Because this is not an album cut type of record. This is just like. Oh, yeah. Like the album is already like kind of bad because I think that's the like Me Against the World uh, album. Okay. So you you were Britney Spears' head. So growing up in the suburbs, you know, like. I liked No, don't put that on the suburbs. I liked hip hop. Don't put around, that on the suburbs. But I loved rock you and pop. You could have you could have you could have messed with some some Blink 182. I you could have messed with some some Alien Air Farm. I did. You could have messed Smooth with Criminal. That's a great some, cover. Some 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 Sum 41. Yep. You could have yeah. Third no, line. You, you are a Britney Spears fan. Yes. I mean, I, I didn't never said I was. Int. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. I, love, I love pop music. You know what I mean? Like, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, New Kids on the Block, New Edition. All, all right. right. All right. I listen to all that. Yeah. Uh, Hanson. Okay. Mbop. Hey, man. Trailblazers. Yeah. White Boys Scatting. Mm hmm. Never little. thought I'd see the day. <laughs> Come on, man. Justin Timberlake is like, ah, What if Hanson really would have got off and then, like, lyrics would have just got out of here? They did. Did you not hear their albums? Listen to this. This hot fire. This is fire, though. They sang yeah. the mess out of this yeah. nonsense. They're little kids. Yeah. Uh. Yep. What did he just say? I don't know. He said, <laughs> What was that? I mean, you don't need to know the lyrics. You just gotta no, feel it, what bro. What did he say? We're gonna figure it out. I I'm hearing so it looks like there's an angel in this life. But that can't be. There was an angel in this life. How come when we slow it down, we still can't understand what they're saying? <laughs> I heard that one. Only one or two will last. But I, I have Man, no idea. Man, I can't hear nothing. And I'm listening, <laughs> yo. This is wild. I can't hear nothing that they're saying. And I'm listening intently. Hold up. Let me turn the beat off. Let me see if that if that works. Just... Yeah, it's just too acapella. Yeah. I have no clue what they're talking about. No idea. Okay. I didn't hear that one. I, I sort of heard, hold on to one you really care, but then after that, it sounded like... Come on, man. I feel like if you play Mbop backwards. Oh, you're going to get some you satanic really, uh, You know what I'm saying? Messages, you yeah. really going to figure out what they talking about. If you listen to that. Unlock the secrets of Illuminati. That pop. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> you really going to be. Hold up. Let me see. If yeah, I, I, I rocked with Hanson a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I even like got like some of their older albums. Older albums? Yeah. 
like older than before Umbop? Oh, after? Yeah, Umbop was, I think that was her first uh, commercial. Yeah, I'm getting scared right now. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies, baby. Turn that Hampson backwards. It's getting it's getting intense. You, I'm sure there's a lot of artists, especially back in the '90s, that if you put the stuff backwards, you're gonna learn some stuff you wish you uh, could unlearn. Really disappointed when I played that Missy backwards, <laughs> and it was just I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it mm-hmm. backwards. And what happened? No, that's what it is. That's that's just, oh okay. So yeah, it's just, no, it's not. It's not. You know. You think, oh, it's gonna be something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be like Aaliyah's still alive. And you're like, oh wow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But I used to have that effect. They don't make music like this no more. Yeah. They don't do beats like this no more. That's that's creepy. Yeah, I put my thing down, flipping in reverses. That's wild. She just took that part and then played it backwards. Mm -hmm. Missy Elliott should be the head of her time. What you call it? ODB had a whole verse that was backwards. Oh, what song was that? That song. I think is that shame on the. I was just. He was he was way ahead of his time, man. I mean, like, like his albums, like he was saying such off the wall stuff. Come on, that was like, I sometimes forget that black people can be that weird. I love you know I I love playing for people the first time. That's one of my things that I like to do on the road, is play. Either nigga please or the thirty returning the thirty six chambers mm, for yeah. somebody for the first time. Okay, and because wow. it's like Adult Swim, but like audio. That's yeah. That's a good. That's a good comp. It's like really like you got to be in a certain headspace, yep. but it's like after a while you're laughing with ODB. I've heard nigga please enough times where like I don't have to be in a certain mindset when I was. When I was growing up and like it takes a minute to kind of get used to the different Wu Tang members, not only like together, but also separately, like get their vibe. Yeah. And accept it. Because like if you try to like just go ignorantly in and be like, let me listen to the Thirty Six Chambers and you're just like, What is going on? Like Yeah. But once you embrace everyone's signature style, you're like, Oh, this is actually fantastic. What what faction of the Wu Tang are you? Like like who do you rock with the most? Are you a Ray Ghost guy? Are you a Method Man guy? Are you an Inspector Deck guy? Are you a Jizza guy? Are you a Rizza guy? Are you a you know ODB like I, like like who do you rock with? I'm the most? a Rizza guy just because I listen to so many of his songs, <laughs> just his beats, like the Afro Samurai soundtrack. I listen to that all the time. Really, just the instrument, like the beats that he puts together are just so inspirational and there's such a specific vibe. But it always helps in my writing. When the RZA had that era where he was like wearing the mask and stuff, I was mm. I was kind of into you yeah. know the Bobby Digital and stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, 
when I got older, I think I became more of a Ray Ghost guy. Okay. Even though I didn't sell any drugs or anything, mm. but it was just like, I don't know. I just kind of like, I like the way that sound. I like the way the purple tape sounded. That's that's fair. I I got introduced to Raekwon through uh, Outcast. Okay, Stu and a Barbie. Yeah. Like, oh, I, oh, yeah. That is like because I remember listening to Oklahoma. And I'm like, yo, this whole album. And I started looking up all the other artists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was the first, like, because he's like, that's the third song I think on the album. So. There's a great article from an Atlanta paper called Creative Loafing called The Oral History of Equimini. And wow. on there they talk about how that record came to be. Basically, Raekwon ran into Outkast okay. at Phipps Plaza, which is like the most high-end mall in Atlanta. It's not as high-end now. Like like okay. some, some crime and stuff happens <laughs> outside of there. But yeah. like... At the time, it was, like, only the super rich are there and, okay. and then people who, like, want to go see a movie that's not in, like, general theaters yep. and stuff. Like, I saw Beats Rhyme in Life because that was the only theater. Oh, it was, like, an independent theater. Yeah, stuff like that. yeah. That had, like, IFC well, movies and stuff like that. It was that. just, like, a, a, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. So, like the Angelica in the City or something. Mm-hmm, right? yeah, okay, mm-hmm, got it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they ran into each other there. Okay. And then... Um, they go in the studio. They're like, we should record something. And then they go in the studio together. And then Raekwon's like, I want y'all in the booth with me. I want to feel y'all energy. And they said he had like a bottle of Hennessy in his hand. They're in the Makes booth. Sense. They're all rapping. They said Raekwon's spilling Hennessy everywhere. But basically they recorded it okay. like in the booth together. And like wow. when you get that picture in your head, yeah. I don't know. To me that... It feels like that, you know. Yeah, because the the verses are so compact and mm-hmm. like in the energy, they just flow off each other. And yeah, there's no like one of those awkward pauses you sometimes hear with features. Mm-hmm. With the beat, like they let it ride and then they transition them in. Yeah, what have you? That makes a lot of sense. And then to me, the Skewy on the Barbie video is the birth of Andre three thousand as we know him. Mm, okay, like platinum wig, like the like yeah. the furry pants. I mean, like that. football pads, and it's like, uh, uh, all right, yeah. I mean, this song is good, but he, he went there. Yeah. Did everybody see that? Like, you go back mm. to school. Like, did y'all did y'all see it? Prove me. Yeah. Did you, what did Andre have on? <laughs> that was definitely the album where he became very like self confident and like mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. he wants to like be perceived. Because remember in ET uh, Aliens, they have a sketch, don't they? At the end, where it's like, oh, I don't know what these guys are. I thought no, that, oh, that's, that's on and Scooby, Yes, yeah. Scooby Bar- but they talked about they, first they alien, first they yeah, was pimps, exactly. then they aliens, yeah. and then they genies. Man, I don't, yeah, like, I, I get all of them. When were they but, genies? Yeah. <laughs> well, on the cover of ET Aliens, you know, like when oh he, yeah, because yeah, 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 I remember yeah. thinking that when I first saw the album cover, I'm like, is he a genius? But that's what I loved about it. And um, that's why, did, did you ever, um, I know you did Comedy Outliers that Mike Brown and I used to produce back in New York. Mm-hmm. It was a successful stand-up comedy show. For our second year, we performed as Outcasts. We performed as Outcasts, and I was big boy, and Mike was Andre. And he wore, a, he, he was shirtless, and he had a wig, and those tight like little pants that he had from the Hey Ya video. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did Rosa Parks, though. Out of okay. all, the, all the discography of Outcasts, yeah, we settled on that song, and uh, yeah, the 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 people did not. Uh, majority of the people did not follow along what was happening. 
They they didn't know the lyrics. That's sad, man. And then Mike, sad. you know, he was he has bare chest out at a comedy show, you know, and all the stands ripped him after that. I because I just dressed like a troubled youth, but he looked like Andre Three Thousand. That's show. the fun of being big boy. Yep. The fun of being big boy is <laughs> Mike said I just you like could a go <laughs> stop at the gas station on yep. the way to the show, and people be like, "Oh man, what's up?" Yeah. And yeah. Meanwhile, Andre's like. We have to go straight there. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make any stops. Yep. <laughs> I don't need anyone shaking my decision mm-hmm. to wear this thing made out of basket. He's like, I'm wearing these clown pants. Yeah. And like tight ass converses. <laughs> that or maybe Andre has a duffel bag and then he doesn't. He he does his costume. He changes yeah, when he gets there. Yeah. I, I feel like he's confidently walking out the front door. Maybe, maybe not. I I could see it going both ways because I could see Andre seeing it as like, like I totally separate mm. the show yeah. from the person and the person I am. I could be myself up there, but you know, I mean, I, like when he was doing yeah. the coveralls for the like oh, reunion yeah, yeah. and yeah, stuff, yeah. I feel like all of that was just like you know, he just put that on right before he got on stage maybe i mean i it breaks my heart did you ever hear the rick rubin interview with andre 3000 yes where he was like i feel like no one wants to hear from me he's like he's like i don't rap because i feel like no one wants to listen to what i have to say and that that broke my heart bro he has one of the best verses of all time on the art of storytelling part one like come on man like i'm like how do you how does someone how do we get to a point where andre 3000 feels that way like that the people don't want to hear from him I, I mean, I think part of it is we want we want what we want. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people that want the raps, you know, and, and he sees how they treat Drake. He sees how they treat, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, everybody. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's people that they want those bars. And I think he was such a trailblazer. You know, it's, it's bugged out how people are like, all the credit that goes to 808s and it's like 808s is four years after the love below and you know like andre was rapping and singing and he's always ahead of his time just making music i watched idlewild on a plane recently not terrible not terrible and the cast is like a who's who yeah of hollywood at that time it's like such a time capsule for like everybody Who was popping at that, that was, time? That was Terrence Howard, Paul Patton, mm-hmm. obviously Outkast. Who mm-hmm. else was in that? Um, um, but yeah, there's like a lot of popular black actors that were yeah, in that movie. Yeah, and I remember the biggest issue, and I had this issue too, was that they were barely in the movie together. Like they had their own storylines, yeah. but they like only popped in because they were like childhood friends. But they only had maybe like six hour, like six minutes of screen time yeah. together in the whole movie. So people were like, this is that supposed to be an outcast movie? And I'm like, I kind of get it, though. Because at that point, they were kind of going in different directions in general. Well, you know the I mean? music they're pulling from are two separate albums. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Which I was kind of, were you disappointed in that, though, that there wasn't enough new music in Idlewild? Because I thought we were going to get a whole new se- like, album. Um, I remember the lead up to the Speaker Box of Love Below. They're like, we're making a movie. Yep. It's going to be on HBO. And then... It ended up being a theatrical release mm-hmm. that came out two years later that had a soundtrack. Yeah. And then forgetting, oh, yeah, they were supposed to be making a movie to go along with 
Oh, uh, okay. Speaker box and the love below. But it's it's interesting because to me, I think if Idlewild would have came out instead of like Speaker Box and Love Below. Instead of the Caroline video or instead of okay. you know, uh uh the prototype video or the ghetto music video, mm. I don't know if I would have the same relationship with Everyone like the consensus feeling of those songs. I always oh, know okay. how I feel about Outcast, but I kind of gauge what other people feel about Outcast Got by it. like what is out there. Okay, so I I I get what you're saying because <clears throat> I remember the first time I heard Speaker Box and Love Below, like you're talking about earlier the being the right headspace. Yeah, because I'm so used to them being a whole album together, right? Yeah, and so then you're like Speaker Box, you're like, all right, this is a little bit too much, big boy. And then, then you get to Love Below, you're like, this is a little bit too much, Andre. And then you had to, like, accept what it was, you know what I mean, as a yeah. fan. And I think once you get over that hump, uh, it, yeah, so that would have actually, that actually lessens the blow also, uh, the screen time together in Idlewild, to your mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, but that, I remember that was hard. Yeah. Because like, they, they were all so on Roses together, and I'm like, wait, so why did we just get a whole album of this? Yeah, they were on Roses, uh... Is it Andre? Andre's on ghetto music. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. like a big boy's not on any of the level below, right? In the place to be and not to be <laughs> yeah, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. And then, uh, but big boy's not on level below. He's on roses. Roses are in speaker box, is it? No. Roses is on the level below. Okay. I think I could have sworn roses was on uh, speaker box. Am I tripping? Because I feel like, because uh, the hits, the the singles for Andre were uh, what? Uh, obviously, Hey Ya. Hey Ya. And then, because uh, Big Boy had The Way You Move. Mm-hmm. And then together they had Roses, but I'm pretty sure Roses was on the speaker box version, the side of it. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Because I'm just thinking Andre was like, Happy Valentine's Day. Obviously, you got uh, She Lives in My Lap. And I feel I feel like it would be more awkward to have that song on Love Below than it would Speaker Box. That's why, like, my where my my mind that can't fully remember everything. Maybe because you was out here downloading music. Oh yeah, that and, too. You know what I'm saying? Making oh, I bought your that own CD, though. mixes and stuff. I bought but, those uh, CDs though. I don't know. I think I think Roses was on because that came out Love like, Below. What oh four? Yeah, yeah. I was a senior in high school, so. Or maybe it came out. Did it come out? I think it came out senior year late in high school. Three. I know that they consciously put it out right before the Grammy cutoff mm, because yeah. they were a casualty of timing when it came to Grammys, and so there was a conscious effort to make to make sure they were eligible. Yeah, then what not that they were eligible when like people were talking about the album. Mm, okay. It is the next track after Hey Ya. Oh, okay. I stand correct. Yeah. So yeah, what's after that then on the album? After Hey Ya, Roses. What if this track list is not, not right? Not Prototype. Good Day. No, that doesn't sound right. Good Day, sir. Well, that's a sketch, yeah, right? For Fosworth Bentley. Yeah. I'm doing fantastically well. And then after that is <laughs> yeah. Behold the Lady. 
Do you do you remember Fonzworth Bentley was on the Making the Band? I do remember Fonzworth Bentley was on Making the Band season two. He was supposed to manage them, mm-hmm, and they just didn't mm-hmm. respect him just because of the way he dressed. Well, also, he's the guy that follows Diddy with an umbrella. <laughs> like, they just saw they and just so saw dis- you. But then so disrespectful to everybody. They just saw <laughs> G-Dep pull your pants down and push you down in a video. <laughs> and now you're going to tell me that you're shutting the studio down? I get it. I get I it. Yeah. I get it. Why Fred is like, man, oh, no way. Oh, no way. Closing the studio, man. Just go even fighting. That was a crazy. That was a crazy <laughs> season of reality TV. C H O P P E R. Man, I loved making the first making so... the band. I didn't watch. Tell me the one with Lou on. Pearlman and no, like no, Old Town. Forget that. Yeah, yeah. The first season of making the band okay. too. When it was on, I only caught a couple episodes. But then when they would oh. run them like 10 in a row, yeah, yeah, yeah. them episodes 20 minutes. And I went back and watched during the pandemic. I posted Where like- Where did you find them? Because it's hard to find those episodes. I, okay. I hope this doesn't blow up the spot. Someone put them on YouTube. I found some on YouTube, but I didn't find the whole seasons on YouTube. So we gonna, we'll, we'll talk offline so I don't, you know, Most interrupt the viewing it, experience. The, the stuff you want to see is on YouTube. Okay. Like you see the rap battles? The, like to the get rap into battles it? always been on YouTube. But to get into To the me, group. that's what started YouTube. I couldn't find them. I couldn't I, find, especially the old ones. With the, the, like, the rap battles are my Tezande. That's <laughs> that's my intro to YouTube. I'm like, man, what is this? They got cat videos too? That's yeah. crazy because they got... They got Ness versus Jay Mills. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That was great TV, man. Great TV. Great TV. That album was terrible. The first season, half of it is just a Diddy reality show. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just Diddy Diddy remodeling this real world house to make it hip hop. Like, it's just Diddy doing random stuff. Diddy is one of my favorite, like, celebrities of all time, and... The fact that he had several, he had seasons where he was firing the talent, like that the audience had been following, and we did it so nonchalantly. And yeah, it's he, so when he wild. The band, he's just because like, it's so crazy to have a show <laughs> where, like, every other show, you're gonna try to boost the talent yep. and bank off of the talent, and this is a show to show, <laughs> hey, yo, hip hop's rough. You might not. You might get a deal and still not make it. Like, and then they just like, like the last season, they're just berated by everyone oh, about yeah. how they squandered this opportunity. And then they like make a like they finally get paid and they spend all their money on jerseys. And then the group <laughs> breaks up and they just have to go home with all this like Mitchell and Ness stuff. And they got and, nothing. And they got nothing. And some of them, they they confessed to killing people on the album. Like, I remember Frederick had one of the craziest opening verses I've ever heard a rapper say on a like their first album. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Some niggas ain't never killed nobody. I'm Fred." <laughs> <laughs> That's his, like, that was the craziest. I'm Fred. Some niggas ain't never killed nobody. I'm Fred. <laughs> it's just so. 
And that's like Dylan wasn't even on that song because he was barely in the studio. Like Dylan <laughs> legally couldn't be on that song. <laughs> that was in that letter that the, the state of Florida wrote to the bad boy that Dylan could not be on that song. <laughs> That show was just, I mean, I I definitely have to find that page you're talking about because that's not only some of the funniest reality TV, but some of the most entertaining. When when they got in a fight and then they made, like, like they told Diddy fight. that, that, no, 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 though, the first season when the, with the, um, it was a white dude. He always had the oh. baggy hats and like the, the Nick <sighs> stuff on and stuff. I don't remember that dude because the white dude I'm thinking and about. And he was crying. Uh, and then they told Diddy that he cried, and yeah. Diddy just roasted him for like ten minutes. <laughs> it was like this is incredible. Yeah. I this is the craziest show on television. It, it really is. And then it got crazier because with the the day twenty six season when he had Donnie Donnie Clang or whatever, and they had sing offs instead of rap offs. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah, yeah. People, men just singing emotionally. <laughs> oh, the we go <laughs> to the end of the. Yeah, I ain't never had no singing battle. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. I wish I wish I could sing well enough to like shirts versus skins singing. They were all wife beaters and stuff. <laughs> That's just, what I'm saying. Just... It was like shirts versus skins to singing, man. Shout out to Atheon Crockett. Putting oh, that yeah. sketch up yep. back when people would just put up sketches of him making fun of making a band four, we in the door, making a band three, Danny D. Kane. Mm-hmm. Come on. Wait, so Day 26 is making a band four? Yeah. Okay. Danny Kane, I mean, they eventually merged them because then they were like, you then know, they did, put he, them did he fire get... Danny Kane? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... yeah. And then so then they had a you know some of the Danny Decane, some yep. of the Day Twenty Six. I remember that um, not Aubrey. I want to I want to find I want to work for Diddy. Remember that show? No. VH1 had a show and it was like The Apprentice, <laughs> but it was <laughs> like Diddy. Yeah, it was called I Want to Work for Diddy. And did it take place at Bad Boy or was it at uh, Sean John? Or it was it? everything. Oh God. And then Dame Dash. <laughs> Had his show, which was called, uh, oh, it was like, it was something, but it was like very similar. So okay. it was like his apprentice, it was on BT. Okay. And like, yeah, I, Dame I mean, Dash. I would, go with, I would definitely go with Diddy over Dame, especially knowing what I know now. I would definitely go. Yeah, but no, Dame Dash is an entertaining reality show boss. I can, Cause I he'll can just go that. off of, on you about how you tied a tie in a promo. I, I would never have a tie look like that. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I said, I said, make sure you know the tie's busting out. That that ain't busting out. That's a very good damn day ash impression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still go with Diddy all the time. Like, especially reality TV. There's yeah. there's barely a talent that's matched that insanity, but also been incredibly. Charming and entertaining. You watch Carisha, please? No. Nah. Young Miami's talk show. She nah. interviewed Diddy on the first episode. It's wild. You never seen Diddy be so uncomfortable. Really? It's, it's wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen Diddy at many of v, uh, VMAs where he looks like this is wild. So D- Diddy's got one of the greatest VMA performances ever. Tell him. Tell him. It's it's uh Are we thinking about the same one? 
Pastor Cavorcier. Yes, yes. Yes, with and, the little white kid dancing. And yeah, like. <laughs> and they got these kids and they are yeah. like, I don't even know if these things exist. They are like with the leg thing, bungee right? yeah. leg things that they're jumping around, flipping on. Usher comes out. He breaks through a glass. Do, breaks through a glass. Uh, okay. Throws his chain around his yep. neck like a hula hoop and starts dancing. It's Diddy. It's Busta Rhymes. It's yeah. It's nuts. I've never felt more connected to somebody when it comes to live performances Come than on. what you just said. That's like that's literally one of my favorite performances in the VMAs. Oh, over Madonna with the wedding dress. Oh yeah. yeah. Over uh, LL Cool J with the with the band his dad hired the day before. <laughs> over. Uh, <laughs> Over uh, Britney Spears falling, almost falling down during the over. Give me more over over. Yes, Rihanna laughing at Britney Spears. Oh, that was sad. Up there, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm putting you know over over. He who must not be named with the angel wings and Shaka Khan. I'm putting Diddy, Busta Rhymes, Usher, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx, Pharrell. Pharrell was on stage as mm-hmm. well. Hosted by Jimmy Fallon, best VMA performance, period. Okay. Brandon, we 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 went in and took some deep dives. We did. We, we, we got did. in some holes. Appreciate this, it. This is a true episode of the Inconsistent Podcast. <laughs> I didn't know we was gonna get here. We you know, we started with Gucci, we ended with Diddy. Is there anything that you would like to promote? You would like to tell the people? Absolutely. Uh, Thursday, February 23rd, I have Drunk Black History, which I host with my friend Gordon Baker Bone. I love Gordon Baker Bone. He's he's wild. There's a couple people in this world that make me feel funnier Mm. just being around, and one of those people is Gordon Baker Bone. I've I've never not felt joy being around somebody like I felt being Absolutely. around he's my, he, Bone. He's my first comedy friend I've like hit the road with. Like I've gone to different places and stuff like to do shows. Like he's Gordon Bakerbone's the truth. And uh so we do this show to educate people about unsung black heroes or events that American history, you know, has tried to to keep from public knowledge. You know what okay. I mean? Because we also talk about our educational upbringing. Even though he grew up in Newark, I grew up in Ann Arbor, we both still have very limited black history taught to us in the schools. And so what we try to do is educate people um, while also having a few drinks because our history, unfortunately, is pretty traumatic Mm -hmm. and painful. So it just helps you bring out the laughs a little bit more, bring some levity. And, um, yeah, we talked about Lonnie Johnson, the creator of Super Soaker. We talked about um, Matthew Henson, who was, like, the first, like, explorer to go to Alaska, like, Antarctica and stuff like that. So I know uh, about Matthew Henson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like a... And we also have like a lot of comedians, but we also have scholars on. Like we had Dr. Andre Imperi who talked about redlining. Like, like it's a it's a good variety. And the plus side with the show is that not only will you laugh, but you're going to learn something. And I think that that's one of the coolest things about Drunk Black History. So Thursday, February twenty third, drunkblackhistory.com uh, to get tickets. We're both in person and live streaming from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. So if you're not in New York, it's okay. You can just join us in the live stream. It's always an interactive chat. But uh, try to be there in person because it's always a dope show. Like energy is just, it's unmatched. I've never had, a, I've never produced a show that has the kind of energy that Drum Black History has. That's fire. Yeah. Make sure y'all follow Brandon Collins out here doing his thing. I don't know if I could say all the stuff that he's doing right now, but yeah, he's got some, yeah. he's got some cool stuff in the works. So make sure y'all pay attention to you, man. It's been. 
the Inconsistent Podcast with Rob Hayes. Join the Patreon, man. I'm I'm doing stuff on there. Stuff that y'all don't even know about over here. And you want to hear the music on the pod? It's the only place to go where you can hear the music and see the visuals. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that too often. They might shut me down over there. But just know. If you know, you know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>